0: Yo yo yo, what's up everybody? It's your main man Kel breezy And we're back again in Kell's Word. And this is part three of six on this top wrestle manual matches series, guys. I'm doing six parts here, guys. Wow, we I thought about this. This is my biggest. This is my biggest wrestling series I've done. I've been doing the Friday to thirteen franchise, and there's way more movies, so this series is pretty long. So this is my longest, biggest wrestling series I've done of, of one topic. You know what I mean? So anyway, we're on part three. I hope you guys have listened and enjoyed parts one and two. If you haven't, please go ahead and do that, guys. Go ahead and listen to them. You know, so yeah, those that's 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 what we're talking about, guys. That's what we get um let's go ahead. i'm gonna go ahead man let's get this ball rolling let's get this thing rocking and rolling um because i have been talking about matches between best friends brothers enemies. This, this, this these matches are great matches these the iconic moments i mean i'm pretty sure there's some matches that i'm gonna talk about That some I may not agree with there's some matches that i don't mention it's something like hey man what about that match but i mean it's gonna be some matches where i'm kind of going to cheat we're not gonna give a Kind of two and one, but it's not really cheating because I'm gonna talk about one match, but I'm gonna highlight another match that DP. Man, like you know, like Triple H, on they had um more than one match. Man, they had three matches. Rock and Stone go had three matches. Undertaker and Kane had more than one match. Well, damn it. Speaking of Kane, Undertaker, let me get straight into it. This one happened at WrestleMania 20. Kane versus the Undertaker, and I could easily talk about the one from WrestleMania. 14. This is where they first went against each other. Ontaker said, damn it, I wasn't going to strike my brother, but you know what? He has pissed me off. He has cost me a match at the first hell in a cell. He has set me on fire, on fire inside of a casket. And he, and he, just, he dug up the dead bodies of our parents. Damn it, screw it. I can talk about that match because it was a good match. Ontaker he beat Kane. He told him something like three times, and then Kane still kicked out. So, but still, this, I feel like this one, the WrestleMania 20, back at Madison Square Garden, so where it all begins again. I think it would have been cool, like every 10 years they would have been back to Madison Square Guards. because those were the first WrestleMania was at. That's where WrestleMania 10 was at. WrestleMania 20. I think it would have been cool if it if WrestleMania 30 would have been there. I mean, it was cool in New Orleans, but I think it would have been cool, like if. Every 10 years, they managed to go back to Madison Square Garden. Like, it'd been cool for WrestleMania 30 if they would be at, you know, in Madison Square Garden. And like, WrestleMania 40 rolls around there, Madison Square Garden. That's is my take on it. But this is Undertaker Kane, WrestleMania 20. And the storyline, once again, it was a great build up because it was Kane previously, he had caused his brother the Undertaker a match against Vince McMahon. It was a very live match where he came after he turned on his brother. And he buried him alive. We was like, we're never gonna see the Untaker. Again. he's like, I killed the Untaker. I buried him alive. you will never see him again. And of course, the Untaker being who he is, one of the masters of the mind games, play games with um, Kane. Even cause Kane, the win the Royal Rumble, he distracted Kane, and Kane was getting eliminated in the Royal Rumble. Because Undertaker music had hit, you know, the whole entrance, the dome, lights went out and stuff. But no Undertaker. So he kept teasing, you know, Undertaker. WrestleMania. We thought we was gonna get the American Badass on table. we did not get the American Badass on tape We didn't get Big evil on take. We didn't get the I'm gonna make you famous on attack. We didn't get that. Let's keep rolling, rolling, rolling. We didn't get that on attack The Dead had rose again. The Dead, and he came back with the Dead Man, um, version of the Undertaker. I don't want to say gimmick, cause the hardest Undertaker it was this. The Dead Man version was the Doom. The slow walk to the ring with a big black hat and the leather jacket, and I'm dressing all black. With lights go out, and he turned lights on his eyes, going back to the head. He, his main finisher now is the tombstone. Where the last ride is like I I busted out here now and then when I when I wanted to surprise people, but my main finisher now is the tombstone again. And guess what? He wasn't alone. Back at his side, leading away with the magical urn, Paul. Bearer, oh, yes. When you when I heard that, oh, yes. When I heard that, dude, I was so excited. You, 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 at first you saw the Druids come out, when you saw the Druids, oh, it was like a reimagining for their match from WrestleMania 14. But now I got the Druids and Paul Bearer, this time with the own instead of Kane. For the Wrestleman 14, Paul Bearer rolled with Kane. But this time he's with the Undertaker, when the music hit, the lights went out, then we saw him. Oh, like, no, 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 no. He was, and he was growing his hair back out. And so his hair wasn't fully long yet. So, you know. And Undertaker was not like, I ain't putting no extensions in my head. And I ain't putting no weave in my hair so my hair can be longer. Forget that. His hair had grew. It got, like, uh, like past his ears. A little past his ears. So it wasn't fully long yet. But it was getting there. But this match, man. And the mind games and Kane was freaking out. Like, oh, no, this wasn't the most athletic match, or, you know, but it was a great match. Like I said, sometimes the storyline and the build to the match can make that match so much more greater than the match because you're still hyped up off the storyline and the build up and the promos and the vignettes. And that made the match even better. because now you're highly anticipating. And then you're like, well, is Dante going to show up? How he going to show up? And he shows the dead man? And we got to see him take on Kane. This time Kane wasn't wearing a mask, so both of them was a little different. We didn't get American Badass, and we didn't get Kane mask. Kane's mask. Kane mask. Masked, masked Kane, or Kane wearing a mask. But anyway, let's not dwell on that. All I take was landing on the He was tearing into Kane, and like I so said, he was back to kind of intimidating the ref. from the referee was like, come on, get out the corner. He'd turn and try to chase the referee. And the referee would run and jump out the ring. <laughs> And we got to see him do the old school, like vintage undertaker. It's like Michael Cole, but it was vintage undertaker. It was good to see the dead man, like I, the, the the motorcycle riding undertaker, you know, the American badass undertaker. That was cool. I enjoyed him as heel as the Big Eve one time. It was cool. But then you know he was just, yeah, I feel like it was kind of going dead anyway. At that point where you know after you know after the Brock Lesnar feud and you know now it's Vince McMahon, and it was just. Right the the motorcycle, you're just like, okay, he only, he only, he did so much with the character, you know, from what 2000. It was 2000 or 2003. Was like, okay, it was cool, but the Undertaker, the Dead Man Undertaker, that, that right there, boys and girls, never gets old. This slow paced walk through the ring, that music, then gong, go off, boom. the purple lights, and the smoke and the fire. If you if you've never witnessed the Untakers' entrance live, like I have, you're missing out because that entrance, dude, it just time stands still, man. It's breathtaking. this makes you pause, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" <sighs> it's just awesome. It's great. I, I can, I can I mean, it's pretty epic. It's pretty epic. Anyway, let's move on guys. Let's let's, just keep this train rolling. I gotta keep this train rolling guys. I'm I'm enjoying talking about these matches. I'm excited for WrestleMania. I'm not sure if you guys are. Hope you guys are. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna enjoy both nights. I'm also gonna enjoy both nights of NXT stand and deliver. I always enjoy the NXT takeover pay-per-views. And I think I'm gonna really enjoy WrestleMania this year because they have a few matches that they just, they really build up. It's gonna be pretty dope. um, You know, so. Let's, this is a topic for another another day. Let's keep going about these top, greatest, best WrestleMania matches. Next on my list. 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 Hardy Boys versus Asian Christian versus Dudley's. TLC 2 and WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Got to definitely talk about that. This match, I mean, the first one, the first encounter they had at, the, at, the, at WrestleMania 2000, there was a regular ladder match. But this was a TLC match. It was TLC 2. As a matter of fact, TLC 1 happened at SummerSlam. And you, as you've as seen the ladder match they had at WrestleMania 2000, these you saw the TLC match. First, you're like, how could they make this match any better? Like, what more could they do to each other? How could this get any greater? And it did. This match was, like, definitely kind of stole the show. This is a great match. This is one of the matches you like, man, I don't want to go after. I don't want to compete after this. <sighs> Damn it. Unless you like, you were already a top star. You're like, I don't want to go after them. You know, like, unless you was Stone Cold and The Rock or Triple H. Dante, like, I don't want to compete after this. Damn it. I should have went out before them. You should have changed the card up. Frick. Because they delivered. And this was tag team, and it's fine. This is when it seemed like E cared about their tag team division, because Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys, they really took tag team to another level. They really made tag team relevant in that promotion, because you got to see the tables, ladders, chairs. Oh my! And this concept was created by Mick Foley, his commissioner, because you know. Ed and Christian was hitting people with chairs, doing the concertos, and the harder boys jump up ladders, and the dealers putting people through tables. So you guys want to use those weapons? Fine, we put in the match. Another pay per view that gimmick that we can get away from. I would like to see them get stopped having because a TLC match is great for when it matters. It's one of those matches where it only makes sense to have for people who use tables, ladders, and chairs. Like that was a match that was just special for. The hardy deadly the Asian Christianity just can't have just for any old body. Just bust at the end of the year. Then they had a ladder matches. Like a ladder match is a very poor match where it's, it's losing its value. Like these gaming pay-per-views are making this specialty little matches lose their specialness. You know what I mean? Like then a table match. Okay. It just you can't just put any and everybody in a match. Like these matches have to like pass a real kind of build-up. That's why they're a special stipulation. And then a chair match, okay, just like a regular, like a regular match with no DQ, because I'm just hitting you with a chair. Like, okay, like a table match, especially because you got to push your opponent to a table offensively. A ladder match, you climb climbing the ladder to win something. A TLC match, you can use table, last chairs, and climb the ladder to win something. Or just in case it's special. But anyway, this match, man, it was some highlights once again. Jeff Hardy. Climbed the top of the tallest ladder he can find, and he swung a tongue up off of it, putting outside in the fringe of, of Rhino and Spike Billy through tables. We even saw Lita come out there, and she got speared. Wow. Remember Madden Lita? Sucks how that ended. Edge, ultimate opportunist. And then we saw Jeff Hardy trying to walk across the top of the ladder. ladder the ladder didn't work out. And then we saw Edge. Speared Jeff hard Jeff Hart was holding on to the little brass ring where the titles are holding on to and, and edge on the top of the ladder. And he speared Jeff Hard literally from there it was like what 20 feet in the air? At least 16, 17 feet. It don't even matter. That high up his spear. out Ow. Ow. Dude, really? That was cool. That was better than that. Nope. No we're not, buddy. <laughs> And it's just oh my gosh! And like I said, in these matches, everybody has probably saw the, the 3D, to tables, and then the boy when Bubble Ray will, will hold up opponent's legs open while they're laying down, and Devon jump off the ladder and headbutt between the legs. Classic stuff. This is when tag teams are relevant and important. They're a very important part of the show. Now it's like tag team champion, just like an afterthought. So I'm like, oh, just. Just put on a. We need to fill. We need to fill the card up. Put a tag team engineer. You know, we're we're just tag team. We put two single competitors. We're not doing anything. We're putting together, making a team. And I don't care anymore. But back then, the tag team bitch was off the chain. It's like, you want to get in on this tag team match? You're like, bro, let's team up and get in on this. We know we get it if we form a tag team and get in where well, we fit in in this Hardy boys and Dudley Edge Christian field we definitely gonna get some TV time. We definitely might just get a tag team championship title run. That was it, you know, like man, Triple H and I do not hold the world's title spot and somebody else holding up the mid card titles. And man, let's go here and do the nine things we get some real TV time tag team. And then we have our like tag team. We have our own spots in the match where people see we're good and we break them to our own thing. So man, but tag team, it is fine. The TLC match two, if you. Thought the frame was good. This one is way better. I don't know if of the WrestleMania they made it even better, more special, but damn it, it was. It was just that damn better. In any kind of way you could think of. Just being honest. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on, guys. Let me move on. I'm getting excited. I'm really getting excited. Thinking and talking about these matches, yo. This is like part of my childhood. Reliving some of these matches in my earlier adulthood, but this next match guys This was Icon versus this is this is two different generations coming together and this build up to this match was long overdue is people really want to see this match because At WrestleMania 28 Finally little rock has come back to WWE. But he came back at like WrestleMania 27 because he was the host of WrestleMania at WrestleMania 27. And this match, they had Rock and John Cena had WrestleMania 20. It was a whole long year buildup before, because before WrestleMania 27, Rock and John Cena was having words. Then the night after WrestleMania 27, after the Rock coughed John Cena, the a Championship to the Miz of all people, <laughs> they agreed to have a match at the next year WrestleMania. It must have been a once-in-a-lifetime match, but we yeah, all know that was too much, too big of a deal, too much money, just make it happen once, you know, come on, who really thought? I mean, it would have been cool, it was special when they were saying once-in-a-lifetime. Damn it, it was not once-in-a-lifetime, now was it? It wasn't. But it was still a great match because the build, once again, the build-up, the plot, the promos was on point. John Cena called out the Rock, talking about, hey man, you tell you love or to but as soon as you got your big movie, you was gone. You was out of here. He was calling Rock out for the movies he did, like Doom and um The Two Fairy and Rock out on the Tutu, Oh my gosh. I admit that was kind of Two Fairy and Tutu thing, but maybe it's Disney. I'm pretty sure Disney threw that man a huge chink his way for doing that movie. Then not the rock was talking about john cena you can't see me how corny he is you can't he me he was talking about his bright shirts looking like a big bowl of fruity pebbles which kind of backfired because john cena ended up getting an endorsement deal with fruity pebbles that was another paycheck thanks rock you got the man on the paycheck which was still funny and talking about you can't he me he me and, john, and rock was going off on john cena like you know because john said when you talking about your back what via satellite you came and you're gone again. I don't think you shows be a satellite. And Rock was like, dude, I never said I was pulling. I never said I begged to be on a full-time schedule. He said I just begged to me. He said, I'm here if I'm gonna show up on TV because I haven't been showing up around, I'm showing my face, making presents felt. And he was like, Man, everything you talk I've done everything. There's nothing for me to do. And it was funny about this whole thing, but everything that John Cena was saying about The Rock being Hollywood and sell out and leaving it. He didn't care. John Cena is doing the same damn thing now. And John Cena ate his words and was like, I was wrong. I understand. Because I, I look at The Rock, he was, he managed to get more eyes on July he him being a huge Hollywood star and at the same time putting a plug in for his movies. But these guys went back and forth, like they held no punches. Like John Cena was made a whole rap talking about The Rock, Lieutenant Man, you chuck on these nuts. It brought out the Dr. Thugonomics and John Cena, man. He went hard on somebody like that in the rap in so long. I was like, Dang Rock, you gotta come hard. And the Rock did. He had another rock concert, man. He was talking bad about John Cena, talking about some man, talking about the fans and being versions and stuff, living in the basement with your mom. And he was talking about the rock. He talking about John Cena, when he was kissing Eve, but he ain't telling her that he was divorced. <laughs> telling him he was married. Oof. Divorce Lords are coming. And then the live, he's like, man. He get, I'm getting some wine and a dozen roses. Gonna meet Justin the Small. She's ready to meet my holy Moses. What? he's my your mom. He brought you again you was married and kissing on Eve. Man, they, they, they brought. I feel like that was brought up. Even John Cena went dirty. to my son how The Rock had right his promos on his arm. Bro, that was dirty, yo. But this match, this match, no, The Rock showed that he still had it. The Rock, so he still got a lot left in the tank. He was laying a smack down on that candy ass. And John Cena did show The Rock why he is the face that won the place. While well, he say the champ is here. He the champ without the championship. This match wasn't even about championship. This is about who was the bigger and better man. Who was the bigger superstar. And John Cena let The Rock know, man, like, bro, you may be the people's champ. You may run things in your era, but this is my house. This is my ring. This is my company now. And I admit I'm not a John Cena fan, like I said before, but I respect the work you put in. And The Rock had to say the same thing when John Cena like the STF on you, man. It's like a damn bug struck on you. Like, oh my God, how I get this dude off of me? And I thought John Cena was gonna get the victory because you know he's John Cena, he's Big Match John. He was still there, you know, working full time and everything. But you know what? John Cena got full of himself. He tried to be funny and tried to mimic The rock with people's elbow. And what happened? What happened? The Rock laid a smack it down on that candy ass with a rock bottle with the one, two. Three, and the rock was. In the rock's hometown, Miami, Miami. And it was cool. I enjoy seeing John Cena sitting there look like. I let the scene nation down, let myself down. I failed. I got caught up in the moment. What the hell is I thinking? I really do suck. But John doesn't really suck. I mean his character does. I'm not a big fan of the character, but I respect his work. And this dead match, guys, if you if you can if you can, if you say that it wasn't a great match or one of the top match in WrestleMania history, you are a John Cena hater, you're a liar, and you're biased. I am a wrestling fan first. I have favorite wrestlers, but I am a wrestling fan first. And as a wrestling fan, I try my darndest, my damnedest not to be biased. And I can truly say John Cena versus Rock is a great match. A top match in WrestleMania history. Any day of the week. Twice on Sundays. Yeah. Speaking of great matches and great men. I told you guys that Shawn Michaels is going to be popping up all over this place. Once again. He's back. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the move. The drive the girls wild. Wow. At Resume 24, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels in a career match. Not for his career, but for his opponent, his childhood idol. The man he went to be like when he grew up. The Nick Chaboy, Ric Flair, styling, profiling, willing, dillin', limousine riding, jet flying, kiss, dealing, son of a gun. I feel like I said that out of order, but it doesn't matter. It's just that cool. Woo! Rick Flair, he said he's this real 60 mini man. He told her, woman, you gonna, you gonna find out his ears to jump on, then he is to jump off. <laughs> you ain't gotta go to Disney World or ride Space Mountain. You gonna ride, your own Space Mountain, you gonna fall up, gonna fall flat on your back, dead tired. Rip Flair Flair's nasty, but he has some great promos. But Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 24. Jeez, look freaking weird. Wow. Mm. This was a good match. This was a great match to see these two you guys. I wish that they could wrestle when they was like both kind of in their prime. But even though they wasn't, it's still a great match. Shawn Michaels pretty much, you know, kept the pace of the match, controlled the match. Went out there and made sure Ric Flair looked good in his last match. Had a young Charlotte Flair in the crowd, crying her eyes out and watching her daddy wrestle his last official match in WWE. When he was retired for the first time out of many. Oh, man, this is if you're a fan of them like I am, it was kind of hard to watch because you knew Shawn Michaels was going to be just going to go ahead and put him down. Shawn Michaels told to Flair in the promo before the match on Raw. I take all yellow behind the barn, shoot him behind the head, put it out his measure. That pissed Ric Flair off. Ric Flair got amped. Oh, yellow? Oh, yellow? Ric Flair got amped. And Shawn Michaels, man, he's trying to be nice guy. He, he, Ric Flair had to mind on the dirt playing the game. Shawn Michaels did about the sweet chambers, but he's stopping his thing. And Ric Flair said, Oh, you messed up. <laughs> Clip them up, figure forward. And you know, Shawn Michaels, he pulled out all the stops. Sean might have hurt himself because he tried to move off the middle ropes until Ric Flair and Ric Flair gets the announce table. When Ric Flair moved, ooh, and Sean landing right down like, dude, I don't know, Sean, I don't know if you're gonna win this one. Charles Robinson, Lil Nate. I think it was It was a good, good um, move to have Charles Robinson um, refereeing that match because you know back there still he was a Little Nate. Yeah, blonde hair like Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah. and for any Ric Flair's last official match in WWE, That was pretty dope. Then this match was heartfelt, and For the first time I, that I can remember, Ric Flair jumped up top ropes and he actually nailed it. Because normally when he does it, somebody comes and grabs him and throw him off the top ropes. But he actually was able to nail this one. Shocking, wasn't it? Indeed shocking. Huh. Couldn't believe it actually worked. I remember man just in that last moment of when sean michaels reflect you know ready to fight hands like come on bring it on come on I'm ready." and sean looked at him i'm sorry i love you then, bam! sweet chin music laid him out for the one two three that he pinned him he held rifler and hugged him and he got the ring, in the apron and you know, showed us a cry, he cries. he cried and walked off and Rick Flair just stood in the ring and Thanking everyone crying, Rick Flair to cry too, and just like thank you, thank you all, yes, yes, thanks, appreciate it, I love you all, he hugged his kids It was emotional, it was, it's hard to watch somebody put down their, you know, their idol like that I mean it was a cool moment, it was a great match, you know, but it was hard to watch well not for me. I was mean, enjoyed it because i enjoyed enjoy Sean Michael's work no matter who he's wrestling. I love it, especially seeing Shawn Michaels really get a win in the game, because there's not too many times Sean's get a, a win in the wrestling wrestle man like against an actual wrestler. I mean he beat some people with his track record against like actual wrestlers look too good. Not too bad. Uh, I wanna say, let's see, wrestle people he just really beat, like really wrestlers. Um, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm just saying. With the people he lost. He lost so many. Stone Cold, Undertaker, uh, Razor Ramon, John Cena, Chris Benoit a triple threat match. I'm just saying, bro. Somebody <laughs> like Kurt Angle, he had some of the best performances on the card, but most of the matches he kind of lost. Like, said, so he lost to Undertaker twice. Speaking of Undertaker and beating somebody, and now, Shawn Michaels lost to Undertaker twice. But you know who lost to Undertaker more than Shawn Michaels? Triple H. And this next match is the WrestleMania 28, the Hell in a Cell match between Triple H and the Undertaker, the end of an era match. Now, the year prior, Triple H challenged the Undertaker. Both of them was coming back, you know, from injuries or just, just really part-time schedules. And H came out there, you know, he wanted to take on the untaker. He wanted to do something that his best friend Sean, couldn't do. And he Andrew came closer to 27, even almost pinned the Undertaker with, with the tombstone. But the untaker called H tap out. Undertaker won, but he didn't look like the winner of that match. Because Undertaker didn't walk out of his own two feet. He was out he was on the stretcher, like the mobile car came and got the untaker. So I'm taking like, man, I don't want my last image of myself to be seen like that. So he went up at Triple H and he's like, Triple H, like, nah, bro, good. making ain't got nothing to talk about. Approve. But you know what? Triple H should have known better. This ain't no time to take to a match of WrestleMania. i was playing dirty. And I'm taking started cutting his hair out until Triple H said yes. And I'm taking finally just hit low blow. Because he knew where it hurt, where it would get Triple H's attention, piss him off. He like, he told him, kind of paraphrasing, but he told him, I don't like telling people promos, but anyway, excuse me, he told him, he said, I know why you don't want to face me, because you know, like I know, you can do what your best friend Shawn Michaels couldn't do, and he's better, because you know he's better than you. Man, that must have pissed Triple H off. He like, dude, you said my, ain't better than me, and I can't do what he couldn't do. So of course, Triple H said, "You got it," but this time it's gonna be a hell in the cell. The plot thickens. They make Shawn Michaels the special guest referee. God damn, how did Shawn get tied up in this? Shawn playing a big part in this. Like he can end the streak if he help Triple H win. Well, you know Shawn's emotional. And of course, Sean was kind of pissed. Like, what's your honor? What, what's your, he, he's like paraphrasing, like, is, is there a problem with me being better than you? You got something, me being better than you? I don't need you to fight my battles. I can get it done. You think you can? And then on the closing at the last promo before this match, I'm taking a stole You remember when I told you that Sean's better than you? The whole crowd, like, yeah, we remember. We remember that. That hurt. That low blow. And I'll take a hit him with his. Oh. i take the toe Triple H and Shawn because it's better than him. And the cherry on top, Shawn in the back, smile like, well, I am. <laughs> I am Mr. WrestleMania. I am Mr. Hall of Fame. So this match, man, oh, my God. You talking about brutal? You thought they matched in WrestleMania 27 was brutal. Dude. Bro. Bro. Come on. Seriously. Ah chimichangas The intro was called like Triple H got a little hurt because the dry he had to pour more water on him because the dryest actually hit his body. So Until he came out with the black robe and hood on. He took the hood off. He had cut his hair. He had like a little mohawk. He kind of like Bruce Willis, a little bit. With his hair like he couldn't have that low. Man, you talking about, I, I, this was like, I don't know who gonna win it because for so long, the Hell in the Cell was synonymous with names of Triple H and Undertaker, because either one of them you was wanna see in the Hell in the Cell match. And how close Triple H came to the, the prior year of WrestleMania 27 being Undertaker, it's like Undertaker, dude, you went to pull him that trick out your ass, and the Hell in the Cell was that trick at Undertaker's ass, and even though Triple H, won it that match, it was, on takers, that's what i will take a really dominating rule. Ask Mick Foley. Shit, ask his buddy Shawn Michaels. But you know the fun fact is every match that Shawn Michaels has refereed for Triple H, Triple H1. On SmackDown, when Triple H took on the Rock and Triple H WWE champion, referee Shawn Michaels, for free he cost Rock the match triple H1. Rock, Triple H Iron Man match. Triple H won. But somebody did do the wrong. Untaker came out and interfere. I think it was a judgment day. Yeah, it was the judgment day. And what yeah. happened? Triple H won. Because Untaker cost, Triple H cost by this kind of got disqualified for attacking Triple H. And Triple H won that that uh pin that fought by that fall by disqualification. Yep, got a point. So it was like could he it repeat itself? And Sean held the streak in his hands like I could end the streak by a penny on taking shows one, two, three. But I'm gonna take a toe, Sean. If you don't call this man down the middle, no, I'm gonna end you. I already ended your career. But I'm gonna really end if you screw me. I like I like Sean, to do the right thing, bro. <laughs> you don't know much, how much you got left in the tank to defend yourself. and Keep your ass for <laughs> You know, it got a little crazy because, you know. Triple H and Untake put their hands on Shawn. You know, Undertaker pushed Shawn in the Hell's of the gate because he would like to stop the match. And Triple H threw Shawn at the ring because Shawn was getting emotional wanting the match to stop. And it didn't matter. Untake was beating the hell out of Triple H with that chair. And, of course, the dead man continued on his streak. Tombstone. I think it got him to 20-0 when he beat um, Triple H at WrestleMania 28. I think he did. got him to 20 and 0. Yeah, because when he beat Sean, it was 18 and Yeah, 20 and 0, he beat. And then he got a cool moment after the match with Triple H, Sean, and on uh, take us down on the stage together, holding each other up. It was truly the end of an era because like, they were like the last of their generation that was really just doing it and wrestling. You know, you can't count Rock because he's Hollywood and Stone Cold retired and Kane really wasn't just Part of their generation. He kinda kinda like after, you know, after he was already stars, he became a star. So um like I said, this is possibly I'm not I, I even say far as Hell in the Cell match history period, this definitely came one of the top ones because like I said, Triple H became a master of the hell in the cell because he would win so many and Undertaker was a master of hell and cell, he won so many, been in so many. So finally it like the masters of the hell in the cell match come together and have a match. And Put on a Hell in the Cell match like Jeez, come on Ah, And you're right when you think their match WrestleMania 27 was good, this would take it to a whole nother level So yeah, this this is also a great match best match so guys anyway wrapping up part three of the top WrestleMania matches in history Guys it's your main man, kill Z. We are in world, man. I got three more episodes to go with this series me and Kel's world it's a fun place, it's a happy place it's a loving place alright guys I'm out, one love, peace out